Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of Healing Words with Christine. This podcast is for people who want a daily dose of personal development support, believe in the power of alternative healing and energy work, and are ready to build a healthy relationship with their mind, body, and spirit. Today's episode is about social deprogramming, fear, and control. So those are pretty heavy topics. <laughs> um, and, you know, a lot of the things that I have been doing since the beginning of 2020, actually right into the end, like right at the end of 2019, when I really like was making these decisions of like, wow, okay, so what am I doing and how much of what I'm doing and how many decisions that I'm making are based in based in fear or rooted in fear or rooted in I should do this or rooted in if I don't do this something bad will happen <laughs> or um you know like just shedding all of these layers of social programming okay so I I know that I started off with like we're going to be talking about social deprogramming and that's really what I've been doing So, um, you know, I've been doing that with a lot of different aspects of my life, different areas. So um, anytime I've like noticed that I'm like, wait a second, when I don't do this thing that I normally do, what comes up for me? And then I'll notice I'm like, wow, like I'm freaking out right now that if I don't do this, something bad will happen. Um, and you know, and, and then also noticing like, do I really want to do this? Does this feel good? And, and realizing like, wow, no, I don't want to do that. Or I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) So there's been a lot of sorting through, like, what do I even want? Right. And I think there's a, it's a lot to do with, you know, this whole idea of we're doing a lot of things out of habit, out of social programming um, out of just like, this is just what's acceptable. <laughs> this is what you do because you owe people, you know, this sort of belief that, you know, you owe people. Um, and, and that's not to say you shouldn't fulfill on your agreements or, you know, honor your, in, your integrity and all of that stuff. Right. But what it is really, what I'm really shining a light on is, you know, how much of what you do or don't do is rooted in, oh my God, if I don't do this, something bad will happen. Or, you know, for me, I've been really off social media for a little while, um, kind of kind of peeking in here and there, obviously. And I posted the podcast last week. And, um, you know, but other than that, I've really not been on. And, you know, this whole notion of having to be on all the time you know, I need to connect with people, I need to engage with people, it's just how business is done, you know, really made me come back to like, well, that's how business used to be done, this is how it used to be, I'm not saying that you shouldn't connect or not connect with people, right, Um, but what I am saying is there is a new way of doing things, and what I've noticed for me is that when I reflect on the way that I have done things up until this point, in relationships, in social interactions, you know, acquaintances or friendships or romantic relationships, um, my relationship to money, um, and everything's relationships, isn't it? 
um, my relationship to housing, to my family, to my business and how I run it and what I do or I don't do, what I think I need to do versus what I think is a waste of time or whatever. I'm just reevaluating literally everything um, because, you know, in sort of like this understanding that we're emerging into um, this, this idea of like doing what feels good and knowing that, um, you know, abundance is your birthright. So you don't have, there are no rules, you know, and, and when we think about that, you know, if you guys are talking in whatever language you use and, you know, the 5D ascension or, or whatever that is for you, um, the awakening, you know, mass consciousness shift, the timeline shifts, whatever that is for you, whatever word works. Um, you know, the thing is we keep doing things the way we've always done them and they're, they're probably, they're not working as well, you know, and at at least in my, in my perspective, in my experience, a lot of the things that I've done that I've been told to do, how to be successful, how to have healthy relationships with people, how to connect with people has been just sort of social programming and, you know, not really questioning like, well, is that really actually what I want to be doing? And even when I ask myself that question from the space of being inundated with so much um, obligation and information and um, this is how you should do things or that's how you shouldn't do things or whatever, um, you know, coming from that place, you don't even know what you want. You don't even know what works for you. You know, you're like, you try something because somebody else says, oh, this works for me. You should do this. And, and so you do it. And then you either get great results or you don't, or you get great results one time. And then the next time it doesn't work so well or whatever. Right. But the thing is you're seeking, um, the blueprint to the life that you want to live outside of you. And as we kind of emerge into that 5d or that awakening um, you know, things are going to be done in such a different way that have never done been done that way before. So I really have been connecting with this idea of like how to do business from a 5D perspective, from a 5D frequency, from a 5D awakening standpoint, you know, which I think is so necessary. I think nobody's really talking about that because we're just kind of carrying on old ways of doing things. And we're only doing, we're, you know, some of the new stuff that's emerging, emerging and like, you know, follow your bliss and get into alignment and stuff like that is, I mean, it's, it's based in a lot of old stuff, if you really look at it and go back to it. Um, And that's not to say that you can't take some, you know, of that with you. But I just truly think that we're going into an era, I guess, that is so different that you literally can't apply all of the old techniques you've been using um, for, you know, like, and, and really come out in a way like, and really feel like it's a natural way for you to go for you to do it. You know what I mean? And, and really question yourself. I like ask yourself, like, when I do this thing or that thing, does it, does it feel natural or does it feel like a habit? Does it feel like at some point in my life I was told I should do this? Or, you know, is this actually like I've been thinking about, you know, talking to a friend of mine about the concept of contracts and we were talking about that. And, um, you know, I've I've had some recent problems with with contract fulfillments and stuff like that. 
Um, you know, and, and so one of the things that I noticed though, and what my friend asked me, which was something along the lines of like, well, what does a contract do? And I said, well, it protects you and it keeps everybody honest. And so she said, so basically you have a belief that, um, people are dishonest. (laughs) People are incapable of keeping their word basically, or doing what they say they're going to do or paying you when they say they're going to pay you and or, or whatever it is. Um, and also that, um, yeah, so people in, oh, and, and also that you need to be protected from people because people are going to hurt you ultimately. Well, that was more of like what I, the conclusion I came to, right? But, you know, and it's, it's true. It's like, wow, like that's, I never really thought of it that way, but yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. And I mean, Anytime I've done work without a contract, I have been taken advantage of, you know, um, without a written contract, I've been taken advantage of. And, you know, I think there was an expectation there on my part of like, wow, that's, that's going to happen. So I better like make sure that that doesn't happen and da da da. And it's like almost as if it's like impossible for, for a human being to honor their word and to do what they say they're going to do. Right. Um, but like that's partly me telling that story, right? So people have no choice but to fulfill that story. <laughs> like I was like I've written their role for them, and so they so people who come into my realm have no choice but to 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 fill that role for the most part, you know. Um, so it's really interesting when you think about you know how you how you've been treated by other people or how people or how you know you think people are. And if you actually go back to like, well, why do I believe that this person is this way? Do I actually know that for sure? Or did I make an assumption based on a previous experience? And a lot of times we make an assumption based on a previous experience. And um, also, you know, this, this really comes back to the social programming stuff of like, well, you need to do this, otherwise you'll fail, <laughs> right? You know, like when I was a kid, I wanted to, I wanted to be a really creative person. I wanted to do artistic work and, um, and you know, write, write novels and things like that. And, and a lot of things that I was told as a kid was like, well, you can't really do that. That's not really how people make a living you know, you can't make money that way. Nobody would pay you for things that you like to do. That's why work is called work and not fun. (laughs) That was a big one for me. Um, And so, you know, it's just like when you kind of go through all that stuff and you're like, wait, is, is that actually true for me? Or is that actually just something that this person told me because it was true for them? And do I get to make a different choice, right? So, you know, when we come back to that social programming, like we base a lot of our social interactions and relationships based on early, um, you know, early stuff, you know, childhood friends or our parents or, you know, relatives or teachers, that sort of thing. And so if you'll look at a lot of your interactions with other people, you'll notice that they tend to be like, well, you know, that's where you get some, some people who are like, oh, well, whenever I date, it's always the same kind of person, (laughs) you know, well, of course it is because you, on some level, you've made an unconscious decision. I wouldn't say that, I would say that most of this stuff is not really consciously done um, because we wouldn't consciously try to, you know, hurt ourselves, right? Um, It's an unconscious decision to agree with whatever happened the first time 
that this happened and be like, well, that's how all of them are. Or I hope they're not like the last person because I can't do that again. And then they're like the last person. (laughs) And you're like, just what is wrong with me? And there's nothing wrong with you. But there's just sort of this underlying belief that you can look at and you can choose to shift out of. Um, you know, and, and like so much of this goes so much deeper than, you know, just our childhood experiences. Like if you look at media too, and you look at what you're taught in school and it's, it's so heavy. This programming is so heavy, you know, and it's, um, I was listening to an interview with us, you know, there was a celebrity interview on, on the Ellen show and. And she was talking about how she doesn't understand dating and, you know, she doesn't date. And she and, you know, uh, my friend sent it to me. It was like, well, you know, that's social programming. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, you're, you're supposed to look at somebody and be like, oh, they're cute. I need to date them, you know, or whatever. And it's like, you know, like and that just really is that sort of old paradigm of like, everyone's cisgendered, everyone's heterosexual sort of thing, right? And even if you're not, like, that also goes into this, like, well, what if you're asexual? What if you're demisexual? You know, what if you're on that spectrum? Like, you know, what if, you know what I mean? And so even when people cater to that, it's still like this idea of like, well, you need to date because that's what you do. (laughs) That's just what is done, right? And I mean, if you think about all the times that you've dated because people have pressured you to do so and maybe you didn't even really want to date or maybe you were like, well, I have to date because I, otherwise I won't ever meet anyone and I can't just sit at home and expect to meet someone and, and maybe you don't even want to date but you're like, well, my mom says this and my, my aunt says that or my friend said this, you know, whatever. And so then you end up going on these terrible dates, you know, and maybe they're sometimes good, but like, you know, anytime you kind of take an action that's really out of alignment for you in your flow, um, you know, really doesn't, in my experience, lead to anywhere good. (laughs) Um, And that's not to say that, and that's the other thing is like, do you even know what your flow is? Are you so inundating, inundated with that social programming that you don't even know what your flow is, you know, and that was me, you know, and where I'm like, wow, like, I just do this because I am supposed to, (laughs) you know, and, and so it's like, okay, well, I'll just do this then. It's like, but do I really want to do this? Well, I don't know. I don't really know what I want. And I don't really have time to make a decision about what I want because all these people around me are doing this, that, and the other thing. And I'm comparing myself over here to what they have and what I don't have. And because they have this and I don't have this, there's something wrong with me. There, there must be something wrong with me. Right. Um, and so this this just is such a thing. It's not just in dating. This is also in, you know, your relationship with money. Like, um, you know, I caught myself um, jumping on social media, like, again, and I was like, wait a second, why am I doing this? What am I, what am I distracting myself from? Because I just do this when I'm uncomfortable, because this is a distraction for me, right? And And I could say all I want about how it's how I promote my business and yada, yada, yada. But like, you know... The, the way that I've gotten my best clients have been when I've just kind of done whatever I felt like doing and, um, you know, I'm approached and that's really it. And it's like, it feels more like a soulmate connection than I'm trying to pursue people. You know, I had a somebody message me on, 
on a slide into my DMs saying like, oh yeah, do you want to work with me? And da, da, da. It's like, I've never had a conversation with you. I don't even know who you are. And I didn't say anything, but I used to be really triggered by that because I'm like, what is wrong with you? But it's like, you know, a lot of times we're just doing these things because we were programmed to do these things, <laughs> you know? Um, how many, um, you know, I, I'm not to shit on like certain types of marketing companies, but like how many of them have said like, you know, you just got to reach out to people and da da da. And, and the thing is, we don't feel the reach out. We feel the intention behind the reach out. Right. And there's, again, nothing wrong with that, but it's just sort of like questioning the program and questioning whether or not that actually even feels like in integrity to you. Does that honor you? Do you like that? You know, and and maybe you don't even know. And if you don't know, that's that's really that time when you you kind of want to like distance yourself from everything. And I've been writing about that, you know, about reining everything back, like pulling all of your energy back from all the things it's invested in so that you can kind of reorient and reground and recenter yourself. And it's really funny because, you know, I've kind of had a lot of things come up in this process, like a lot of anger or frustration or like anxiety or sadness or sorrow and it's like you know my in in order to avoid feeling those things because like you know it doesn't feel good to feel uncomfortable right you know you just well I I just got to go make more money or or maybe I should go talk to so-and-so or maybe I should reach out to this person or maybe I should go on social media and just scroll mindlessly (laughs) or maybe I should go watch tv or (laughs) you know um maybe I should go vent to so-and-so or whatever. And it's like, but is that actually what you want to do? Or is it programming that you're behaving, like you're behaving on that programming, which says you don't need to feel uncomfortable ever. And I'm not saying that you need to feel uncomfortable all the time or anything like that. But what I am saying is to ask yourself, like, what is the worst thing that could happen to me if I could feel uncomfortable for a little while? Will I die if I feel uncomfortable for 10 minutes? (laughs) Hopefully you said no. (laughs) Um, Because no, you will not die if you feel uncomfortable for 10 minutes, right? And you really ask yourself like, well, why am I reaching out to this person? What do I, what do I really feel? Um, What am I feeling right now? What am I trying to avoid? And why do I want to reach out to this person? Well, they always respond to me and they make me feel better. Okay, but is that actually what you need right now? Or maybe consider being with the emotion that's uncomfortable so that it doesn't have to keep coming up again. You know what I mean? And you might think, say, okay, well, you know, but I got to emotionally process this with another person. But do you really? And is that coming from like, is that coming from, you know, have you considered that maybe the other person doesn't want to be a soundboard? You know what I mean? It's really, and, and that, at that point, it's really about talking about boundaries and things like that, right? Like, I'm sure, you know, that's, that's obviously a conversation that's important to have, right? But, um, you know, and, and this was just something Phil Good had said, um, you know, it's like, are you reaching out to someone simply because you're bored? You know, do you really need them to unpack your stuff or, or are you just 
are you codependent in this way, right? So whether that's like a partner, because I've done this with partners before, guys, like I've done this with ex-partners and, you know, it's just like, you know, I fall into this sort of mind trap that, you know, I kind of was socialized with, like not socialized with, but I kind of found myself falling into (laughs) of like, I need someone to save me, you know, like, oh, I better tell this person all my problems because then they can reassure me and save me and tell me that everything's going to be okay. Or I could step back and be like, okay, well, what if I look at this just discomfort as an old program that's wanting to be released from my nervous system and in me kind of like pushing it on other people or avoiding it, I'm not actually, I'm not actually releasing it (laughs) properly, you know? Um, And that's, again, I'm not saying that you have to like completely isolate yourself. You don't, you know, you can, you can bring in people who are kind of going through similar things. Just be mindful that like, are you using that person to avoid something is there something that you're uncomfortable with looking at by yourself, right? And again, that's okay. Um, and at the same time, you know, it might be something to look at with a therapist. But in e- either way, <laughs> either way, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just looking at your tendencies for being codependent on old patterns or on, you know, a certain programming that you grew up with or whatever, right? So social deprogramming is really not easy because you start to notice how much of your life is based on social programming. Like, oh, you need to market this way or you need to you need to connect with people that way because otherwise you're a bad person and you owe them or they owe you or whatever. Like any of these things will come up and you just it's really just about acknowledging that, wait, that's not who I am at my at my core right? Um, that's not my divine self. That's my, not my God self. That's not my source, self, whatever, like your, my soul self, whatever, whatever word works for you. That's not that. So what is it? It's something else, right? Because if you're always, you know, my belief is that you're always provided for, you're always protected. You're always safe. Things are always working out for you. Your over soul or your high, your higher self is always watching your back. Like you're never alone. You're never, um, you never have to kind of figure everything out alone. You're never, um, whatever bad thing is happening to you in your life. And I kind of just say that in sort of quotes, um, just know that it's a matter of perception. First of all, like, um, you know, I really love that phrase of like, I'm willing to see things differently. Show me how to see things differently and just will just be willing to look at things from different angles. Um, And at the same, and then, you know, also like, okay, well, so there's a lot of discomfort here. Like, what is, is this violating a boundary? Is this violating like my integrity? Am I doing something because I feel like I'm obligated to, do I actually want this? Right. Um, You know, and, and I, I like to say, you know, and I really truly believe this, that if it's genuinely healthy from the soul's perspective for you, it's healthy for everyone else too. So, you know, you might do something that you're like, well, people will hate me if I do this or they'll stop liking me or they'll stop following me if I do this. And and if you're operating from like, well, I better do this and do I better not do this thing. 
even though I'm feeling called to doing it, I better not do this thing because people will hate me or people won't like me or I'll get judged or criticized or, you know, things are just going to get worse or whatever. Like, really question yourself. Like, is that actually true? (laughs) Right? Um, You know, I think we're always exactly where we're supposed to be. So, and knowing that, for me anyways... And, you know, you get to create your own life rules. And that's what I've been doing um, is shedding all the rules that I thought felt like I had to follow and, and really like deciding like, well, what would I like in this situation? What would feel good for me? And not from my ego's perspective, not from a petty like, eh, screw them perspective. It's more of a, you know, and initially it was from that perspective. It's like, yeah, screw them. I don't know them anything. Right. Um, but like when I come back to it, like, okay, well, wait a second here, though, I'm afraid, or I'm feeling this, or I'm feeling that, okay, can I just feel that right now? And it be okay to feel that? Can it be okay to feel this uncomfortable feeling (laughs) without taking action based on it without, you know what I mean? Um, And sometimes, sometimes isolating, or sometimes just kind of being in your own energy and being with your own feelings and thoughts and all all the things that are, you know, like letting go of the distractions is the best thing you can do for yourself, you know? Um, So, you know, take that social media fast. If you have been thinking about having a social media fast, it's probably because you're raining all your energy back in, cleaning out your programming so that you can start from a higher frequency space and if you're feeling disconnected from people don't try to force yourself to connect okay if you're feeling like okay i gotta deal with some stuff here go deal with the stuff right and and anybody who loves you who cares about you is going to understand that you know what i mean um and and if you end up losing some people along the way that's that's probably for the best too because you know it's sort of like, I, I heard this example, it's like, it's sort of like if you're in a job that you hate and you don't like your boss or you don't like, sorry, you don't like the job, right? You don't like this job you're in, you hate the job. You're actually hurting not just you, you're hurting your boss too because you're bringing in a kind of a lower vibe energy. Now that that's from Phil Good, but like, I agree with that. You are bringing in a lower vibe energy. You are bringing in a lower frequency energy. And like when we, what we know about energy is that energy is, is, pretty much everything energy matters so significantly um so it's like really like what's the intention behind everything um behind everything you do or don't do and if you don't even know what that is it's time to do some soul searching it's time to like start looking at how you distract yourself or what tasks do you do or what things do you do that are at this point just mindless right not everything is as good for you as brushing your teeth, <laughs> right? Um, you know, I'm sure you get up mindlessly and brush your teeth when you wake up or before you go to bed or whatever, right? Um, and that's fine. Uh, you know, maybe even pause while you're brushing your teeth and just like, how if, if I could be more mindful about brushing my teeth, how would I do it? And, you know, that can be really interesting too because that also brings in different energies, right? Every single thing you do or don't do brings in energies, Um, and you know, a lot of times we're so unconscious about it. We just, we don't even think about what energies we're bringing in. Right. But you are, you're constantly bringing in energies. You're constantly tapping into higher or lower timelines, but you know, 
when we talk about timelines, we're just talking about um, energizing a certain reality or certain state of being or certain type of consciousness or belief system or fear or whatever, right? So you're always energizing something. So what are you energizing? Start getting familiar with that. And, you know, avoid going into this sort of, oh, no, I did this. Shame on me. <laughs> you know, uh, Brené Brown um, says, you know, the, the solution or the, the antidote, I guess, if you will, I'm paraphrasing here, to um, shame is compassion, right? And so it might be counterintuitive to be compassionate towards yourself when you feel like you've done something wrong or you're you're not doing what you normally do what's wrong with me i i can't even bring myself to do this this old stuff that i've been doing anymore or whatever um you know when we kind of go back into that we remind us like we we just say like okay well what am i what what am i energizing right now what emotion or what belief am i energizing here oh there's something wrong with me oh well i don't want to energize that anymore because there's nothing wrong with me you know you're always like i think i believe that we're we're all born you know perfect in in the way that we are in terms of like soul and stuff like that doesn't mean we don't work towards self-improvement but like what self-improvement to one person is detrimental to another so, and I say the same thing about balance. What's balanced to one person is completely detrimental to another, but we don't know what our own balance is. We just know what other people tell us and how they talk about it. And we base our wants and our needs and, you know, our integrity on, you know, what we are perceiving other people doing. And we think, well, I want to be good like that person. So I have to have similar, do similar things to that person. You know, it's like, but what if your way was actually perfect for you and was also good, you know, and, and they're not bad. They're good too. Like, it's like, it's just being able to hold multiple perspectives at once. Um, I did want to kind of briefly talk on fear and control. Like, so social programming, um, is a lot of it is rooted in fear. And if you look at any, like, any kind of movie or TV show or reading or story um, where you have like a gangster, leader of a gangster, or you have like a king or a queen, like a corrupt king or queen, or you have um, a corrupt politician or, or whatever, right? Some sort of a leader that's corrupt. You'll notice that a lot of times they say directly or indirectly that, um, you know, getting people to believe that they're not safe getting people to believe in, you know, oh, we, we got to spread this, like fear is the best way to control people. When people are afraid, they are willing to do anything to be safe. And you think about that. I was listening to a book called, um, oh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And um, he was talking about negotiation. And one of the things I noticed, he said something along the lines of like, we're like risk averse, right? There's, we have like, even even if we could take an a, even if there's a chance where we can like improve ourselves and actually have a better outcome if it's more risky we're not going to do it because we're risk averse we'd rather take the course of action that's more risk averse than the course of action that actually would bring us more benefit but is more risk does that make sense so it's like we're conditioned you know and this is biological this isn't even like social programming this is biological um you know, the reptilian brain, if you will, 
um, that says, you know, we, we need to keep ourselves safe. We need to be saved because everything else out of us is dangerous and it's going to hurt us. And so we often make decisions and do things to avoid risk, to avoid being afraid even, or to avoid being unsafe potentially. Even if we're not actually unsafe, like we'll do things to prevent us from feeling unsafe or from considering even the concept of being unsafe. So maybe we'll take a job that we don't actually want to take because, well, I'll, I'll be unsafe if I don't do it. So I better do this, right? You know, and then, you know, a lot of jobs, in my opinion, I think are, you know, rooted in bondage. It's like, here, take my time and my energy and my freedom and give me money <laughs> as if that ever had to be the thing to begin with right but that's been what we've been socialized to believe right and so um you know there, that's a huge conversation the money conversation is big but uh let's just like kind of chalk it up to like poverty consciousness versus wealth consciousness people operate completely different in either of these consciousness right i mean poverty consciousness isn't really consciousness it's unconscious but Anyway, <laughs> the point is, is that, you know, when we're in that sort of poverty consciousness, like we don't, we're so terrified. We are so terrified, you know, and when we're in the wealth consciousness, when you think about the concept of breathing, like, oh, like, I just breathe as much as I want to. Like, I never have to stop and think, oh, gee, I don't know, like, there might not be enough air for tomorrow. I better save some, you know? <laughs> we don't think of it that way. We don't go outside and be like, oh, look, it's summertime and there are tons of leaves on the trees. And like, what if tomorrow there aren't any leaves on the trees? Like, what will we do then, <laughs> you know? It's like, well, it's summertime, so there's gonna be leaves on the trees tomorrow. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you know, you can keep looking at it. It's not gonna disappear for the most part. <laughs> this is, uh, I'm not talking about natural disasters, but you know what I mean? Um, you know, something that you know is kind of bountiful, is plentiful. You're like, you never think it's gonna run out, right? But we do this with money all the time. And so we make a lot of decisions based in fear. And when we're afraid, we're easy to control. I was talking to my friend about, you know, discounts and deals and things like that. And um, I don't know if you guys remember, um, Cards Against Humanity a few years ago on Black Friday, they raised the price of their products by like $5 on Black Friday because <laughs> they were trying to like point out the absurdity of Black Friday, right? The consumerism and all of that, right? Um, and they also sold bullshit, like literal bullshit, <laughs> like feces. <laughs> and people bought it. <laughs> people bought it. They were paying, you know, they were paying more than like $10 for this stuff. Like, it's crazy. Um, but like, you know, it really tells you that people will buy anything. But what I really wanted to bring back to sort of to point out is, is you know, um, that's really a case of FOMO, like, oh, well, Cards Against Humanity put something out, better get on that. <laughs> like, there you go, fear, fear of missing out, right? So, um, you know, like, and that's, that's, you're easy to control when you're afraid of missing out. When your life is happening now, you know, your life is happening right now, not if you do this or you do that. Oh, if I don't do that, then my life's not happening. Like, <laughs> Like, it's still happening, I promise you. <laughs> you know, until you're, until you're, 
your spirit has moved on <laughs> and your body is no longer housing your spirit, you know. Um, and even then, life is still happening in some capacity, you know. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to go into that, but like in some way it's still happening, right? Something is still happening. But um, the point is, is that like how much of what you do is rooted in fear and notice how easy you are to control when you're afraid. Like, if you knew that, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to get into too controversial topics in here, but like, you know, certain medications being prescribed, if you don't do this, then you'll die. Like, you're going to listen to the doctor. And I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to your doctor, so please don't take that from this. But what I am saying is that we have a really hard time accessing our discernment, our soul's discernment versus our human's discernment because the human discernment the human is often like the human body is often so full of programming that it, it can't even tell the difference between what is good for us and what is programming so when we connect to the soul or to your higher self or to source or god you can connect to that discernment and you can actually see what is in your best interest from your soul's perspective right? You can also connect to how you're feeling about things. Usually your emotions are your first indicator. So, you know, like, it's so easy to be controlled is what I'm saying when you're afraid. And so just notice when fear comes up, you know, um, and, and just be like, be with it, be with it. Instead of distracting yourself out of it or trying to get somebody else to kind of cover it up for you or to, you know, um, oh, well, I better go watch a video on uh, how to use the law of attraction <laughs> because I'm feeling just, I'm feeling afraid or I'm feeling nervous or whatever it is you do. Cause I mean, we, I've done that. I, I know some people who do that. Um, you know, just be with the fear for a little bit. You don't have to stay there all day. I'm not encouraging that, but I am saying that if you can be with it for five to 10 minutes, it's usually enough time for it to abate. You know, you don't want to time it, but at the same time, you don't want to spend the, the whole day there, right? Um, so just be with it for, you know, as long as it clears. And, and instead of kind of going down the rabbit holes that it leads you down, like, oh God, this bad thing will happen if I do this. Uh, like you're not sitting there thinking about all of the reasons to be afraid, but what you are doing is you're looking at it as though it were kind of sitting across the table from you as a little kid. And you're sitting across the table from this little kid who's like shaking in their seat. And that's all you're doing is you're sitting across from it and you're observing it and that's it. You're not trying to fix it. You're not trying to change it. You're just seeing it. And this is a lot of the work that I've done with my clients. Um, if you're looking for somebody to work with because you're like, you know what, I'm so confused with what's going on in my relationships right now or, you know, my business is not working the way it used to and I don't understand why and I know there's some clarity that needs to come through but I do, I, I'm, not, I'm not hearing it. I feel like I'm blindsided by it or like there's a blind spot there and I can't see it. So you're looking for help in that way. Um, I do coaching so you can reach out to me and um, we can chat and see if you're a good fit. But you know, I really just encourage you to take those deep breaths. This is where meditation comes into play and it's so, so, so valuable. Um, you know, 
sort of like when you go to the store and you buy broccoli and they're like, they never promote broccoli. You never see ads for freaking broccoli, <laughs> right? Because um, it's good for you, right? Uh, for the most part. But, you know, and it's the same with, with meditation, like who, who promotes, actively promotes meditation on your own, right? Without something, oh yeah, you need this guided meditation that costs you $19.99, <laughs> right? I'm nothing wrong with that either, but, you know, um, you really, meditation is just about being, being and being with those things that come up and not going down the rabbit holes and into the stories and stuff like that and observing yourself as a consciousness that has thoughts and feelings, but they're not, that you are not the thoughts and you are not the feelings, right? Your consciousness is not the thoughts and the feelings. They're kind of circling your consciousness and you're, you can you have the choice to kind of dive into them and feel them and make them real and and focus on them and actualize them or you have the choice to just observe them and like watch as they don't know what to do with themselves because <laughs> you've never done this before right so I think that's enough <laughs> um, I could probably talk for a lot longer on this subject but um, this is really important guys as we kind of go into this 5D upgrade this year is about self-love and self-love is really about really asking yourself like what is it that my soul wants from me right now right and where is my body freaking out that I can sort of come to those parts of me that are uncomfortable and and just be with them until they start to dissipate like they're not going to stay here forever eventually everything's going to be okay again but it's going to be different and it's okay if it's different too you know? So yeah. Um, you know, and if you're feeling this sort of disconnected from things, stop forcing yourself to do those things you're feeling disconnected from. Like don't force yourself to do shit. <laughs> Seriously, I've stopped forcing myself to do shit. And, and I'm like now like, you know what? If like even chasing money, I was even like realized I'm like, wow, how much have I pursued money rather than felt like I was worthy of being pursued by money, for example, right? So, you know, and that was just such a crazy revelation. Like, wow, there's so, I've wasted so much energy and time pursuing this thing. And for what? Has it actually gotten me what I wanted? No, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying that it's good or bad because this isn't really about good or bad. This is not a moral topic. This is really about like, well, has it gotten me where I wanted to go? Do I keep telling myself over the months and months and months or years and years and years that like, well, if I keep going, it'll eventually turn around or whatever. And it's like, well, and that's fine. I'm not talking about being inconsistent, doing something once and then hoping that everything's going to change overnight. But what I am doing, saying is that this is, it's important to connect to your flow. It's important to connect to like what's important to you. It's important to connect to, to be able to discern what's a habit and what's actually your flow, what it is you actually want to do. Okay. Because we're so programmed we don't even know what that is most of the time. So work on your discernment. That's all. Um, have an amazing week. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And I love you all. You guys are all amazing. 
Um, please connect with me on, uh, well, <laughs> connect to me, connect with me through email right now because I'm not really responding to social media. So if you really need to get a hold of me, you can connect to me through email. I'll include it in the show notes. Um, and you guys have an amazing week. I love you all. Take care. Thanks again for listening. Bye.